0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Wayward Artists in the Wayward World. I'm Sid, and joining me today is a lovely actress all the way from California, Fatima Mariband. Is that Did I say your last name right? Yes,
1: you said it. Perfect.
0: Uh, awesome. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Um, super excited to start the new year. <laughs> to be quite
0: yeah, honest. I'm super excited, too. Yeah, I, I, like uh, as of recording this, uh, we are in the year 2021 i can't believe we made it
1: i know right i think everyone it, is just uh, sighing a collective relief you know
0: yeah i have i have not done that yet you know like it's basically it's 2020 part two now for me I know. True, <laughs> like
1: true it's just like yeah. psychologically good <laughs> to leave behind I, I 2020. Guess
0: so. yeah uh fatima um what's really interesting about you is like you're our first middle eastern person on the show that's not me
1: oh my gosh oh wait that's so exciting <laughs>
0: Yeah, welcome. Also, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, me coming from Saudi Arabia, um I've never really met anyone from Persia from like Iran before. Really?
1: Oh, that's that's super cool though. I'm glad we're yeah, here. Yeah, I
0: Exactly. Like, I'll, the only thing like okay, not to get too political on the show, but like uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran, they don't really like each other and that kind of reflects in the uh the society oh God, yeah. although i wasn't yeah and i wasn't like that when i was a kid like a lot of people were like Shi'i, sunni whatever and i was just like man it's like i my mom's catholic so <laughs> like like she was a muslim before but she reverted back to uh catholicism and um you know it's like you know baptist or catholic or orthodox right. it's like whatever dude like y'all worship whatever you want to yeah, do yeah, yeah. you're not hurting anybody i know man when but uh kids yeah
1: it's just vibing it's other people that like put those things mm-hmm. on us you know
0: yeah exactly and like it, it reflected so hard in school too like it's like ugh. that and uh anti-semitism oh my goodness <laughs> as yeah, well
1: get me started it's so much problematic behavior <laughs> even in the yeah audience, it's like my goodness can we all mm-hmm. grow up please
0: <laughs> yeah so fatima uh for those uh for the uninitiated um who are you what are you doing? how do we know each other
1: all right man that's a big question so Obviously, I'm Fatima, and I am an actor from California. Um, I actually didn't start. I started out singing um, when I was about 10 years old. And, you know, throughout the years, um, for whatever reason, like singing and I and my relationship with singing just kind of changed for the worse. And it was kind of giving me more stress than it was bringing me joy. Um, And that's when I kind of sought out acting. And that was when I was like 18, I was literally, my first acting experiences were, were in college. Um, and I found that I just really liked it. And, you know, I, I really aligned with it, um, more than anything else that I've done because, you know, I, I am pretty artistic. Like I do a lot of really random artsy things. <laughs> like I paint, mm-hmm. I, so I do a lot of, um, creative things with my time, or at least I try to, um, but you know it's always really been acting and singing and um the same time i started acting i also started dancing so yeah (laughs) Yeah. um but overall yeah it's just been acting just because it's it's the catharsis i think personally um Mm -hmm. and it's being able to see the world through some like a character's eyes that is completely different from you and it's it's being able to figure that out it's it's a challenge and it's a puzzle and it's amazing Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I I definitely agree with that um like I love acting even though I'm mostly I'm more interested in the directing and producing side of things Mm -hmm. I was really I really like getting into a role and kind of getting lost in there and I haven't done that in years (laughs) (laughs) like I was supposed to this year well like 2020 um But then COVID happened and it was like, nah, you're not going to do it anymore. I was going to play, I don't know if you read The Last Days of Judas Iscariot. Uh, I was going to play the Arabic character in that. And I was like, oh, man, Um, he's more than just like the stereotypical, like Middle Eastern character. Like he actually has some depth and he's very complex. And he's in every single scene. (laughs) Like he's not (laughs) like he doesn't get he doesn't get a break on stage. And I was like, dang, I've been wanting this role, a role like that for a long time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Lo and behold. Covid happened, and I was like, "Damn, all right." Uh, Have you rescheduled?
1: Like, are you guys gonna try to do it again?
0: No, it's canceled. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Which is, it's fine. I mean, it's not like theater is gonna go down for another year. Which, uh, spoiler alert, yeah, Yeah, it kind (laughs) of is. I've, but um, no, it's funny how we met though. Um, because uh, you. You are associated with somebody who's on this show. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, actually. um, (laughs) So when I moved to Sacramento, I actually grew up in L.A. And I um, moved to Sac when I was about like 18 or 19. And Mm -hmm. um, I went to American River College. And over in that theater department, which is a wonderful theater program. Like it's ridiculously amazing. um, Mm -hmm. There was this wonderful ray of sunshine of a person named Annalise Feldman and you know she's one of the people that really helped me navigate my way around the theater because she's just very helpful by nature like she just loves helping Mm. people and she's very resourceful and all that and she's just really nice to be around and um, I think in our industry it's really easy to find negative people (laughs) Mm -hmm. unfortunately and people who are pretty selfish sometimes and it was just she was one of the first people that really solidified that you know, maybe I am in the right place. Maybe I did find, you know, my proverbial tribe, so to speak. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I've met quite quite a few wonderful people through acting and, um, you know, performing, including you. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually met at a acting festival, um, specifically the KCACTF, uh, two years ago now, right?
0: Yeah, almost. Kennedy Center for the KCACTF. We haven't mentioned it in a while in a while on the show. It's the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. Uh happens every year. It's fun times.
1: Oh yeah. It's weirdly competitive but also not. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, exactly. You get what you get out of it, you know. It's you really just have to work to um to get the best experience you can, I think, you know. If you're sitting around the whole time, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a good time.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but yeah,
1: it's great because I mean you get to meet people like you, and we got to connect. And um, you know, it's it's unfortunately still very hard to to see other Middle Eastern performers. <laughs> so.
0: Exactly, like we specifically met um, during Yusuf El Gundi, uh, renowned Egyptian American playwrights, uh, like session, yes. which I felt like ACTF didn't really like advertise it that well because it, it was only faculty there. Oh my goodness, yeah, which is like. It was like, what the hell? Where are all the other people? <laughs> like, do do y'all know? Like, I I would assume. Like, I think Yusuf. Um, uh, by the way, very good mentor of mine. He's a really. I I would really love him a lot. Oh, he's incredible. Um, he, yeah, he uh, his plays are really well known. I'm surprised, like, not a lot of people, uh, show up specifically back of the throw. And uh, uh, what, what's the other one that he wrote? Uh, um, I can't remember. It's the two people.
1: Oh my goodness! I think
0: he said it too. Yeah, I'm sorry, Yusuf, if you're (laughs) listening to this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we met there. (laughs) But um, uh, it's like on the tip of my tongue now. I'm not. I'm not. It's gonna bug me all day.
1: Like three in the morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. But um, yeah, it was a uh, a discussion about Middle Eastern playwrights, which you know, like I like to talk. I I think I mentioned this on the show. I think I was the reason why they brought him on that year because you know um back in the day this was a long time ago this theater's doing way 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 better than it used to be before but somebody tried to whitewash back oh in the throat i was not having it and i was like the only one like protesting it in little spokane washington and i kind of needed like validation from somewhere and i like i couldn't like find yusuf's email anywhere so i found his facebook And that's like how we essentially met. Oh wow! (laughs) Like it was through Facebook. Like I just like messaged him, and like he was super supportive. Like I didn't expect him to like. Yeah, I didn't expect him to like pull the play or anything because you know he he, he's a Middle Eastern playwright. He's got to make that money somehow. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I mean, like he said, you know, it's still important for the story to be told. But it'd be fantastic if we could tell the story right. You know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, But then, like you know, I kind of was just upset with my community and like, I kind of dragged them hard that year at ACTF. And I think that there I'm the reason, because like, I spoke to Ed Trujillo, uh, who's with the theater department in Diablo Valley yes. college, by the way, they call it Diablo. I think, is it because like, they don't want to say Diablo or is it like, like, is that the like the Spanish way of saying? Diablo? Honestly,
1: I don't know. I always assumed that it was near Mount Diablo. <laughs> so I don't even okay. know if that's true. It like, that could be a completely like, Idiotic thing I just
0: said. Well, it was just the, it's just like the pronunciation was always like, why why don't y'all call it like Diablo? Yeah, because I think that's the right way it?
1: to pronounce it in spain
0: Yeah, well, well, whatever. But um, yeah. So I I I kind of like I I personally take the credit, but like if if it was someone else who was in charge of that, like fair fair game. But I was the one who brought it up to Ed, so he might have had some connection somewhere. I mean, somewhere, that's a pretty big coincidence.
1: But, I feel like you definitely had some sway over that.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But like, yeah, we met there. And like you said, it's very hard to meet other Middle Eastern actors, Middle Eastern or North African like actors. Um, so the moment I like met uh, you and uh, gosh, I feel very bad because oh, I follow on Mallory. Facebook. Ma- Ma- yeah. Mallory. Yeah, Mallory. Uh, I met both of you and I was like, I got to get your contact Oh my info. goodness, I that.
1: <laughs> that was such an emotional, like inspirational seminar. Yeah, now.
0: girl, you were, yeah, what, like what were you feeling that day? Like, cause you were like, um, not to put you <laughs> on the spot, but like you were crying. I
1: was and I totally, I did, I was not going into it like that. You know, I, I usually don't have emotional outbursts like that. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I guess it's because like no one, no one ever talks to you about that stuff. You know, like no one's ever like, hey, how do you feel as an artist? Like, do you feel like we're doing good? Like no one ever wants your opinion or, you know, no one ever asks mm-hmm. if you're okay uh, having played like, you know, very stereotypical roles on stage. And, you know, no one, no one bothers to ask how you feel, you know? And that, I think that's an issue in our industry. Um, that's, you know, slowly becoming better. And, and I and I get that, um, but my goodness, I think, I think I asked him, you know, how to communicate that you are uncomfortable because, like, I, I obviously haven't gotten a lot of lead roles. <laughs> obviously, mm-hmm. I think I got like my my first really big lead role. Um, oh my goodness, what year is it? It's twenty twenty one. I think it was about two years <laughs> ago, actually. Yeah, and then um, last year I got another lead, so to speak, um, which was more of a lead uh, in Picasso at the La Panagile. I um, got Mm -hmm. the role of Germaine. and it was it was another one of those. It was another um, like on the stage the entire time kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was exciting and it was upsetting at the same time because I felt so unprepared for the role because I'd never had that much time on stage before. And it was very challenging, but, you know, I just wish I'd had a little more experience. And, you know, that's what I had asked Michael, you know, or I'm sorry, not Michael, um, Yusuf. Michael is the um, professor that was also there. He's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I asked Yusuf and, you know, I just started just tearing up and crying because it sucks being objectified that way. Like either I'm the sexy, you know, person with like the Sophia Loren vibe or I'm a servant <laughs> <laughs> slash oh, you know geez. maid. You know, just that kind of role. And gosh, what else have I been? Or uh what goodness. I wanna say I've been the servant, I've been that whatever. It was like another thing, and I was like, I literally don't feel like my work is being honored. I don't think my talent is being seen and I and I really hate that. I get these roles based off of how I look. And, you know, someone had said something interesting to me a while back, and they said that, like, oh, your body figure makes you look older on stage. And I was like, what the fuck does what? that mean?
0: Girl, you look <laughs> great. You. What the I was fuck? Like, <laughs> like,
2: I <was> like yeah. like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I supposed it... to look
1: like a rail? I don't understand. Like, I didn't know that you had to be stick thin to be a lead role in like the 21st century in local theater like this is college theater what do you mean so it's (laughs) just stuff like that it's it's either my body looks like an old woman or it looks like the sexy person and it's it just made me cry because I was like I have so much more to offer and it just sucks that I have to work like six times harder than you know not to put white girls down white girls are great I'm sure they work very hard and it's it's not a Mm -hmm. it's not anything that they're doing per se it's it's not their fault but you know the girl with blonde hair and blue eyes and who's like you know skinny and uh, all that and she gets all the leads like i have to work six times harder than her for like half as much credit you know and it's tiring it's exhausting you know that i Mm -hmm. i'm held to a different standard sometimes and and you know i i don't think anyone's Intentionally trying to make me feel that way, you know. All of these decisions and choices are are subconscious most of the time. Um, but yeah, I just I just started tearing up because it's it was the first time I think I had said it out loud to somebody, and it felt mm-hmm. very real. All of a sudden, I was in this like room with all of these people who might have done that at one point or another. They might have you know accidentally picked the white girl <laughs> ahead of someone else who was just as qualified, um, just based on aesthetics. Mm-hmm you know i mean how many times have we heard a director say oh well this cast just looks better together it's like are you come on like really
0: yeah yeah exactly like i'm so glad that you had an outlet to kind of like talk about those issues that you're having because i'm not like really sure of like the demographics of like where you are currently but like uh you know probably growing up like were were you growing up in california like in was it sacramento actually
1: i oh gosh no i uh i grew up in la so (laughs) in some ways it was worse and in some ways it was better
0: (laughs) yeah well there's that like there in general there's just not a lot of middle eastern like actors out there they just um
1: don't have a lot of luck breaking in because you know we don't quote unquote look like lead characters
0: oh yeah exactly um but like also, like, taking to the fact that, like, your college, for example, probably wasn't really diverse. At least, I'm going off of my theater department, Gonzaga University, where, just in general, like, in Spokane, Washington, I'm the only Middle Eastern actor here. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the entire, like, if they're out there, I'd like, hey, let's, like, let's talk. But, like, yeah, for real, like, I'm the only Middle Eastern actor, in, regardless of gender, in the entire, um, I was like, saying, Spokane like the area. And even, the, <laughs> Well, the, like, uh, well, like, what do they call it? I don't think it's tri-state. It's uh, Pacific no, Northwest. Yes. <laughs> like just, well, yeah, but like, um, I'm also like very white passing from, and I get that from my mom, but, you know, I identify more uh, on my Arabic side because that, that's where I was raised. I, was, I lived in Saudi Arabia since I was eight years old. And I only came here, oh, well, eight, like maybe five, five, I would say. And then I came to the United States when I was 20. So I did all of 12 years oh, in wow. school there. And like, even then I kind of had like an identity crisis because like, I didn't necessarily fit in with all oh the my other gosh, Saudis I there. Oh my gosh, I know what you're talking
1: Yes, yes. Oh my God.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would, they called me like Lebanese or like Palestinian. And that, it didn't help that like I had a, a Lebanese accent when I spoke Arabic, like, cause I hung out with like a lot of Lebanese right. and Palestinians and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're, you're from uh, Palestine. Like you're, there's no oh way you're Saudi. I remember it. Oh my God. I uh I got drunk one night. <laughs> like and I saw a Saudi there. Dude, I was like my first time I was like uh, actually like wasted. And I see a Saudi and I just went up to his face, like, dude, I'm a Saudi, man. Like, oh my can God. you believe it? And I was like and I spoke to him in Arabic too, oh like <laughs> just going off. I, I'm surprised <gasps> he didn't like kick my ass. Like that <laughs> was like being such a fucking prick. But uh no, I get it. I get it because like there is no one to no. really talk to about these kind of things. Man, like, you think actors yeah, are hard like to find? And,
1: Middle Eastern, like, performance professors are like a needle in a haystack. Like, there are even fewer of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Try Spokane, honestly. Like, they're really just, there's not even like, uh, like, there's no black people, there's oh no goodness. brown people here. See, like, we're not that bad. like, everyone we're not on bad this podcast. Bad. But I'm, I'm still, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like you said, I'm still one of like maybe three ethnically middle eastern Mm -hmm. people
0: (laughs) exactly and like that's hard because like you don't know who to talk to about those kind of things uh and maybe that's why you kind of broke down at that moment it's because like oh man there's other middle eastern people here i get culture shock when i go to KCACTF because i just see different artists because like it's so small here and i know everybody i feel like that this is my world but like little do i know it's like fish at like a big fish small right. pond yeah, yeah, yeah. type of situation.
1: Mean, luckily like <laughs> I'm I'm in California, so I've I've been lucky enough to run into a lot of different kinds of artists and, you know, like I I was lucky enough to have a family with that like accepted a lot of people. So, you know, I just grew up around like very mm-hmm. diverse people and um you know we we were so back in LA we were in kind of like a lower income area. Um mm-hmm. not not lower income. I mean It's freaking Southern California. Everything's high income. But (laughs) just, um, I guess, more suburban. (laughs) um, And some of the schools with like Mm -hmm. a worse reputation, which would be like normal anywhere else. Uh, You know, those are schools I went to. I didn't go to like the hoity-toity, like Calabasas High. Like, you know, (laughs) I I, I was around (laughs) a lot of people that were pretty down to earth, luckily. And um, I, I think... What sucked, however, is I, I, I'm sure like you were in school, was in school um, when there was a lot of budget cuts toward the arts and unlike everyone else, I, I actually didn't have a theater in high school. None of my schools, I don't think had a theater. Yeah. Um, our music programs mm-hmm. were like maybe 30% of what they were supposed to be. Um, but yeah, like I, in high school, I had no outlet for arts or anything like that really um unfortunately so you know even that factor being taken into like when you go to college and everyone's like oh yeah i got the lead um like my sophomore year and then again in my junior year, and this and that and i was like hi this is my first monologue <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I relate to you 100% because, like I said, I was yeah. in uh, Saudi school, like government school in Saudi Arabia. And um, there was, yeah, like kind of like you, like there was no theater. There was no art in high school. Like we had art classes, like elementary, oh, right, middle school yeah. type of situation. But even then, it's like painting, yeah. like there was no theater. I have not I did not get exposed to theater until like or a play. Like, I didn't even know what Shakespeare, like, when I read Shakespeare for the first time, like, I said on the show, like, I thought he was a novelist. And so when I read his play, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Like, why why is it formatted yeah. like this? I can't no, read I this. Totally <laughs> <know that. laughs> and, yeah, and so I come to college, and I'm like, I'm already interested in acting. Because, like, I, like, I was like, you know what, I know I'm not going to get it. Because, like, I haven't been privileged enough to, like, have a situation where I could be on tv or whatever and i had i kind of did have a talent like agent but like they were useless (laughs) as fuck and like the moment they were going to give me like a role they were uh i was moving to the united states and i was like man there's probably more opportunity over there i was originally going to be a journalist and an english teacher um yeah and so when i took my acting in theater i was like kind of like you i was in that situation where i was like man why am I doing this? Like, I like, should I even be here? I know I like it, but like all these other people have been doing theater for so long. And I think like the one thing that my professors keep like insisting on me, like, even though I didn't (laughs) want to listen (laughs) was like, uh, they're all like students. They're all learning from all different backgrounds, but I'm like, but I'm like, but still I'm like from Saudi Arabia. It's very conservative over there. It's like, I like, I didn't get any of like, I didn't get this startup. So yeah, I had to like work extra hard, not just because um, like, you know, I'm Arab or whatever. Like I never really felt that discrimination, mostly because, yeah, I am white passing and I speak really well, really good English. Right, like yeah. for most people, like I had to take the, e- Yeah, I had to take the ESL because I was considered an international student for a long time. And they're like, hey you don't need to take this. We'll just like give you a certificate and you don't have to take the SAT. That's how I even like, yeah. And that's, and they were like, yeah, you you don't like even college. I was like, sure. They don't want me to take the SAT. I will go (laughs) to this college. I don't care. Like it was so like, I did not give a shit, but then like it was senior year when I started learning about directing and sticking to theater for, for as long as I have and just being like, why am I here? I have no idea why I'm here. I I feel like inferior to everybody else. And it wasn't until I like directed and I directed my show, Doxie's God. And I was like, this is everything's falling into place now. (laughs) Like now I have a theater troupe and I'm a mentor and I'm like, for the first time in my life, I feel like, yeah, I, yes, like, I'm you, you
1: belo- it, it's really uh, hard to feel like you actually belong, like, you totally feel like an outsider. And you're like, I'm just someone who sometimes acts or directs. It's it's really hard to be like, you know what? Fuck yeah. that. I'm a fucking actor. I'm a director. Yeah. I'm a performer. And I'm here to stay. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I think I, in a sense, I yeah. kind of embrace that, where I was like, yeah, I'm always going to be an outsider. And that's why like my theater. Yeah. is called Wayward Artists, you know, the travel. <laughs> the traveling theater company for wayward artists. It's like artists that go against the grain, like, and don't really follow the rules. And so that's what my theater troupe is all about. I mean, we, we did one, we did two shows <laughs> until the pandemic hit and now it's defunct until 2022. But Have we did do like two shows. One was I in know. a bar. No, God, we talk about zoom plays on this show. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, I one. hate them. I can't. I tr- How did, oh, how was that?
1: Um, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. Cause it was, it wasn't pre-recorded. Okay. Um, it was a genuine live mm-hmm. zoom production um, of this um, like mm-hmm. ancient Greek comedy uh, called Lysistrata. And yes. Oh yeah. Lysistrata. Um, it, <laughs> I need to choose my words correctly. Again, so glad I did it. I'm very grateful that, you know, I can <clears> keep <throat> doing something I love.
0: I, so uh not not to interrupt you like you're not necessarily critiquing
1: like, no, 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 the people in that. it or
0: like <laughs> but, like yeah the it's medium. Yeah. I think yeah I yeah I think you can like freely critique. that. I don't think like well, it's like a, a touchy subject. Like, like
1: if you can do what you love by all means like you know we're we're at least privileged enough to do that. Like I have the luxury of of still being an artist. You know, I'm not getting paid which is, you know, a whole other discussion. But you know at least mm-hmm. being able to practice my skill that's i'm very lucky to be able to do that and honestly it was a challenge and although i definitely whined and complained through all of it i think i got a lot out <laughs> of it because you know it was kind of it was theater and film and you know i'm i'm more interested in going into film i really want to be a film actor for the most part and that mm-hmm. was like it was really cool because one I there was no stakes like I wasn't like on a set wasting somebody's time so I was learning these little things about film like um you know regarding movement and stuff like that and adapting that to theater so it was really cool in a way I was like I got to be this in this experimental course <laughs> it was kind of cool in that way mm-hmm. but you know on the other hand my god, like technical difficulties, morale was really low at some points, you know, understandably, the rehearsal Mm -hmm. process was pretty grueling, because, you know, you can't just be backstage, you have to be present, because it's on Zoom. So Mm -hmm. it was grueling. Um, But you know, the whole time I was like, just have fun. Just have fun. It's a Zoom production. Like you're, it's just have fun, you know, like, and I think, that's one of the biggest lessons I learned is like, you know, as a performer, it's so easy to get swept up in everything be like, I have to be perfect. I have to do this this way. But I think this really forced me personally, I don't know about everyone else, but it really forced me to go back to the roots of like, why do I do this? You know, I don't want to be miserable and acting like, mm-hmm. who, why would I do that? I'll just be an accountant. Um, it's to have fun, you know, like at the end of the day, it's it's to tell a story and it's to just, you know, maybe, Maybe make somebody smile in the middle of a freaking pandemic, like i if I can do that I've succeeded, you know what I mean,
0: oh yeah, exactly, like i, I we talk about that a lot on the show, like how you know basically this is the time to kind of reflect on like why we do what we do, um and ask ourselves that question like why, why why theater, and I feel like the movie that I just saw recently, oh my gosh, I just watched um, that soul is. Yeah, don't you feel like it kind of is like, ooh, what, what, what makes your spark? And not to spoil the movie, but like uh, the jazz musician in, in the movie, he realizes that music is not his spark. It's not what keeps him going. I know and
2: I'm like, mind blown. Oh,
0: shit. Am I about to have a- like <laughs> – I'm like – I'm about to have an existential crisis right now. Like – but like it's something like i had to like calm down for a second because i was kind of freaking out because like at the end of the day like that's kind of what i did this year it's just figuring out why i like to do theater like what what is it about it that makes me um you know want to keep doing it and it is human connection and so once i once i figured out it was human connection i was like okay so how do we apply that into something else and that's how this podcast is made
1: there you go it's yeah in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways like obviously this year was freaking devastating and you know all of that but Mm -hmm. I'm glad that that some of us have had enough time to actually reflect because I feel like so many of us were just going through everyday life you know not even thinking a second thought about Mm -hmm. certain things that we were doing and and I think this last year if nothing else (laughs) I got to learn more about myself you know Mm -hmm. I got to learn more about what it is I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and who I'm doing it for, you know.
0: Well, guys, gals and non-binary pals, this is Wayward Artists in the Wayward World. Uh we kind of went on, but we had yeah, a really good conversation you. so far. So <laughs> we want to get to the main Yeah. Um each and every Sunday I sit with a wayward artist and we talk about a person we're thankful for. Uh it's based on Jared Petty's podcast, Pocket Full of Soup, <laughs> where essentially I stole his idea. But you know, um Mike Trucker, who's friend of the show, said that you know jared wouldn't mind he knows jared so like you know you i'm go. just gonna take his word <laughs> for I'm that until know. he gets on the show <laughs> so uh yeah so fatima i'm gonna ask the question that i ask each and every person on this show tell me a person that you're thankful person? for it could be anyone that you want to talk to right. about um, like anyone you know that's what? on your mind
1: I'm thankful for my family um yeah i i got to see yeah. a lot of um My friends as family members reacting sourly to, you know, their political views and and their careers and whatnot. And this past year really solidified that I am so lucky to have the family I do.
0: By the way, uh, before we get into your family, um, my dogs are barking for some reason. And I'm too far (laughs) away to, like, get them to stop. So... If it picks up that audio, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. But they can be annoying sometimes. Especially like the big puppy, because like he doesn't bark at the he doesn't bark at the window, but like he'll bark at our smaller (laughs) dog who's barking at the window. He'll bark at him. I don't know why, but you know, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so tell me about your family a little bit, because uh being from Iran, um, I I, uh again I'm making an assumption here, but like (laughs) what were your you, yeah, did your parents visited. immigrate here? I
1: immigrated here? with them. I moved to okay. LA when I was like seven.
0: What was the reason behind that? Like, cause I know there was a lot of conflict back in the nineties, early yes. eight, like late eighties in Iran. And, and a lot of people, um, like came to the United States, but I never really, I guess I never, I never really yeah, met oh, anybody well, to well, like yeah, talk I'm about
1: so that. glad <laughs> our paths have crossed. Um, mm-hmm. so essentially we yeah. were part of the uh latter part of the diaspora if you will and we were political refugees to be specific because i mean yeah for obvious reasons
0: <laughs> yeah but uh for for those who don't know like um, so uh what were the specifically exactly? the
1: regime in iran is is just dictatorial it's based on theocracy but it's not even i don't want to get into the philosophy of like politics versus religion although i could because fun fact i'm a political science major um, <laughs>
0: Go um, ahead, do whatever you want. Like this is a this isn't necessarily just an art show. I'm it's so uh it's about a lot people. Of
1: people just want one or the other and it's like man, <laughs> art and politics have been intertwined forever. Yeah.
0: Let me tell you something. Like I I I'm telling you Spokane, <laughs> Washington is full of white people. So this is Like if the more we can like ingrain them into culture, like the better. I feel like (laughs) just awareness in general of like people of color (laughs) in general. So, like whatever uh, whatever you want to talk about. Go ahead. The
1: government of Iran is like they claim to push forward like the principle of Islam and whatnot, but as I'm sure you know, there's even if you look in the book, um, there's like no mention of certain things that they want to enforce. Which to me is wild, but mm-hmm. they're just a very corrupt government running off the basis of like the word of God, so to speak, which isn't even the word of God. But, you know, <laughs> they love to push that. And mm-hmm. religion has always been a very effective tool for those in power. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not of the school of thought that all religion is bad because, you know, I've met I've met pretty shitty atheists <laughs> that were really shitty people. Mm -hmm. and you know joseph stalin was Mm -hmm. an atheist you know he he used atheism um as a weapon excuse me and you know there's buddhists that are committing genocide right now so i really don't think it's religion itself i really think that religion just like fear which is at the base of it is is just a very effective psychological tool to get people to do what you want and unfortunately the regime of iran is doing that and Um, they, they're very oppressive towards women. They're very oppressive to certain, um, ethnic groups, um, definitely to Jewish people and, you know, other religious minorities. And so, yeah, we were just, we were just privileged enough to escape, to be quite honest with you. There's, there's people that still live there that just can't get out. You know what I mean? So, you know, I recognize that I'm privileged to even Mm -hmm. be here today, um, most people don't know that. Most people don't even know that a lot of the immigrants that do get out aren't even like <laughs> aren't even average people. They're usually like higher middle class um, because they can afford to, you know, get a plane and just leave or get on a plane and leave and whatnot. <clears throat> but essentially, yeah, we had to we had to escape because it's it's no life to live um by getting permission from like a male relative to go somewhere you know what I mean that's not living that's not right um or to cover up in public are you kidding me (laughs) no none of that so you know my my (laughs) father was um fortunate enough to get get all my immediate family and um get us out you know
0: yeah you it's really funny that you say that because yeah a lot of what you're saying is very uh, reminiscent of how I felt about Saudi Arabia and um, my departure from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I was going to say, it's your which turn. I don't talk about a lot. Like I said, like, <laughs> yeah, like my departure from Saudi Arabia, like I lived there for a long time and my father knew that I, hate, like all my family knew I hated living here. Um, I, we have a whole tribe. Okay. Um, I'm Al-Thamali. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Al-Thamali also has some roots say, in yeah. Iran. Because when I looked up Al-Thamali, you know, on Google, uh, just like for like shits and giggles. Uh, and I always come across this Dua uh, Abu um, Hamza Al-Thamali. And I'm like, oh, interesting. He's from he's a Shiite from Iran, even though uh, the Al-Thamali tribe, from what I understood of it, it is from Taif, which is on the west right. coast of Saudi Arabia in the, in the mountains. Uh, and so like, I... I guess because I'm mixed, I've never really connected with my family there. And, you know, they're to an extent, like they're good people. Um, and <laughs> in some aspects, <laughs> I don't want to get too I much understand. into it. It's more, it's more personal than like, yeah. in more ways than others. I did just like, I, I just can't, I haven't seen him in like 10 years and I have no intent right. of like uh, seeing him again, really. Um, except, you know, my father and sisters who are there and my brother, Um, but you know, like ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to come to the United States because like, I felt like I had a lot of freedom to like do things here that I wouldn't be able to do there. And as, as I grew much older, like 16, 17, I, you know, started questioning a lot of things like my religion and, you know, knowing people who are, uh, of different faiths of different like paths of life. And then the way at least the way that I was raised on Islam or at least taught Islam that, you know, essentially oh these God, people yeah. are going to hell. <laughs> I'm like, but like for what? Because just because like they worship a different God, like what if yeah. they don't know anything about Islam? Like I feel like a lot of Saudis like have this. Which is
1: against the religion itself. That's what, oh my God. That's that, what drives me up the wall. It's like, yeah. bro, you're not even really <laughs> like, you're not doing it right.
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy and like and oh boy I uh came out yes. to myself oh my as goodness bisexual goodness. Okay. <laughs> in Saudi Arabia but I could yeah but at the time well now I'm I'm mostly queer I think um I kind of <laughs> it's, it's evolving. I, I kind of like right. whatever it <laughs> gender it, it's evolving but like at the time I was like dang I'm but even then like when I came out as bisexual I'm like all right I'm bisexual I'll acknowledge that I like men but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything right, yeah. with men I'm gonna focus on women like I know, like I believe, like that's yeah. how it works in my brain. Like even though that's not, oh, I even like, though that's not um, how, how that know, works, I, you know. I, I just
1: think I'm gonna really attractive, but like you know, I would never, I would never get with a one I'm I'm straight, and I was like, it wasn't until this last year I was like, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just like whatever. And then uh coming to the United States, I'm like bad boy face. Like I am almost twenty years old, and I have not had my yeah. uh fuck the oh, government yeah. like. You know, like my emo face, like, I, you know, like, I'm kind of grateful I didn't wasn't raised in the States when I was a kid, because I would totally have an emo, like, <laughs> yes. emo face. I swear to God, I would, like, I would look like a MySpace, oh, golly, yeah. like, emo, or, E-boy or whatever. That. So, yep, yeah, exactly. But like, you know, I, I kind of went hard when I uh, first came here. And it was kind of awkward, too, because... At that time, like right. I haven't yes. seen any women yeah. before. <laughs> like, you know, they're all they're all covered up head to toe over there. So it's like, ah oh, man, this girl's being really nice to me. Is she like right. is she yeah. flirting with me right now? Like
1: well, because you're what, not taught what, any
0: what, what, are, what yeah. are the vibes right here? Actually, yeah, like I, I'm taught automatically if a girl is being like hella nice, or like, you know, I don't know. Um right. that yeah, they're flirting or whatever. And it's funny because like anytime I interact with like my female friends I'm like and they say like oh yeah I I met like a Saudi guy and we're (laughs) hanging out and like I taught him in this class, and every time I ask them, like, uh, like no cap, I go up to them, like, "Hey, I'm asking you a weird question right now. Uh, this guy, this Saudi guy you met, like, did he try to flirt with you? Like, did he try to hook up with you?" And he's like, "Yes." Why? Why would you say that? And I'm like,
1: <laughs> "I know, my I, people, I know, man. I know." I don't mean to be like a walking stereotype, but like I'm from there, and I'm just letting you know he might be taking the signs a different way than you're giving them. <laughs> like, just, just be aware.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I don't know, it's it's weird, you know, because, like, when I came to the States, I thought, like, oh, yeah, this is all going to click because right. I, I am American. Like, I was born in the United States, like, for the early years of my life. And I thought, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it. And it was still kind of a culture shock. And having, like, this whole identity change and figuring out, you know, things about, like, mental health and all this crazy stuff. It's like, it's, it's so weird. Uh, I'm, I'm like an entirely different person than I used to be when I was in Saudi Arabia. And even then, like, uh, my old Saudi friends, like I, I just dropped the ball on them. You know, I just disconnected. I didn't even say why I just like dropped off the face of the earth. So coming to the United States and now it's what seven, eight years of me being in the United States, I have had no contact with anyone in Saudi Arabia, like any, part of who i used to be in saudi arabia like just doesn't exist anymore (laughs) like and maybe that's like for most people it's like that but like um it's probably like gonna be like that for the rest of my life like i don't think i'm ever gonna see my friends and they did try to like uh get in touch with me but their voice Mm -hmm. message that they left on like facebook messenger started off with like the (laughs) n-word and i'm like you know (laughs) maybe uh maybe i'm not going to interact with these people anymore (laughs) yeah, my my friends now are much more better, I think. But um, yeah, it's it's weird. And then the, like they're like living in Spokane, it's always weird because I I, I feel like a lot of people oh forget gosh, that I am yeah. from Saudi Arabia. You know, like at least uh, at least that's the assumption because like I speak English and I've never like threw out the Arabic before and like. Right. shock them in a way or like they can't really understand man what we went
1: through uh (laughs) in our life everyone was like have you seen this Disney movie yeah I've seen that Disney movie and I was like no I haven't (laughs) Mm like I just got here
0: yeah well for well for me it was like yeah I I was still in touch with like westernized culture so like I knew like I had to but I had to like figure it out for myself you know like for the most part but um, what I'm talking about is like you know the political stuff and like you know the political government and you know in your case it was um, not to make yeah. it like the prime minister and like the ayatollah uh, over there and for me it's yeah. like the Al Saud monarchy as well. It's like you can't really no, describe that God, to somebody. I feel I like and my
1: sister about this. It's it's also hard because. I get very defensive when, you know, Americans criticize anything about Iranian people because it's like, you don't really know. <laughs> like, I can do it because I've seen yeah, the nuances. I, I can differentiate between the Iranian people and the Iranian government. But like a lot of Americans will just generalize and it's like, bro, mm-hmm. no. Like,
0: <laughs> The other thing is like when Americans are like, "Ah, oh, man, we're like, oh it's God. uh, like where they feel oppressed. Yeah. Like, it's like a monarchy or something like that. And I'm like, dude, I've lived in a monarchy. Like, it is way – is, this is not a monarchy. And like, I hear a lot of that, like, ty- tyranny and all oh that. Goodness, like, I yeah. hear it, like, during the pandemic and everything. And I'm like, this is, dude, yeah. dude, like, this is not <laughs> – This is so different. This is not tyranny. <laughs> this is not anything. If you were in a monarchy so, yeah, right now, we would absolutely. be in big trouble. <laughs> well,
1: like, even even just the arts over there, like, yeah. you know, in Iran, like, I think – from what i've read all of the um official performances have to be a form of religious theater Mm -hmm. so yeah and so you know growing up obviously like everyone's parents my parents were like what do you mean you want to be an artist (laughs) because you know i not to toot my own horn i am pretty (laughs) intelligent i um i think i qualify for like eight AA degrees and uh I just got like three of them petitioned and the rest are coming at the end of this spring semester and I'm concurrently going to ASU for my political science degree and you know I've always I've always loved like biology I've loved um philosophy and all of that you know but my heart has just always been in performing and when my parents had heard that like that I was doing more performances and whatnot because I had already done most of um like the hard stuff. Like I took a lot of AP classes and I I got a lot of my GEs out of the way. Like I took calculus pretty early and all of that. So I was done with all the hard stuff. I was like, you know what? I want to do what I want to do and what makes me happy. And my parents were like, what are you doing? (laughs) I was like, you know, it it, it took them a while, but you know, now they're so supportive. Now they they won't stop asking me for pictures of me and performances and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. And, you know, like they help me go get dance <laughs> shoes and stuff like that. So it's, I just, I'm really blessed to have that in my family because, you know, there's some families that will throw their kid out and be like, you want to throw your life away? All right, that's fine. You know? So, especially from a, a background like that, where
2: mm-hmm.
1: similar, to, not similar exactly, but, you know, like a lot of American parents, they definitely would rather you be something else than an artist.
0: <laughs> I think like it's... um kind of softening the blow maybe a little bit but that yeah. i didn't want to be a professor so um like at least I'll have that because like i genuinely enjoy mentoring so i i've been doing that a lot i have my own apprentice actually um it's kind of funny because i've always mentioned Georgia on the show she's uh, 16 goes to one of the local high schools here and um it's funny. I was watching Cobra Kai. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Watching though. that show like Karate Kid. Really good show. If you love Karate Kid, like Cobra Kai is phenomenal. It is basically like if karate was like the the most oh, important
2: cool, cool, thing in cool. the okay. entire
0: world. Like n- 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 no war, no wars, no, <laughs> no thoughts, uh, government, only karate. <laughs> like like yeah, like the whole world just stops for karate, even though I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've ever heard anybody talk about karate in real life, yeah. which is that like that's why it's so fun. But um y- you know, like there's the like the one teacher who's like super strict and like hard on his students. I'm like I I tell my apprentices like cause she watches the show, I'm like, that's gonna be us. We we're gonna have our own like shirts Hell and yeah. like show go to competitions to episode, and just scare people, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be dope. Um but I, I get what you mean, like having a real job. Cause like essentially, like, yeah, for a long time I had no idea what I was gonna do with my theater degree. And like it, it kind of made sense now, like in my like I'm 27 now. So I'm like, Oh, I teaching obviously, but like I can do like what my other professors right. are doing and like do the freelance. Like I'll I'll still have my, my job, but like they've been able to manage like freelance on the side. And so I could get to do all that too, so I'm really looking forward to That's getting my, my masters one day um hopefully I can like maybe I'll get it next like i'll yeah. maybe I'll fly this year maybe next year, depending on if there's still yeah, online not classes lie. Online but classes, um slap. Love- Saudi Arabia.
1: I love online classes.
0: Well, like I think it's a, a little bit different cuz like so aren't, aren't you in like A's your bachelor's I'm right now? So
1: I'm, I'm taking online classes at two colleges right now.
0: Okay, yeah. See like it, for a master's program it's more like an intensive. And so imagine like taking all your theater, acting, directing oh like well, for me specifically yeah, it would be directing. Like imagine work. taking directing <laughs> classes online work. and I'm like and I'm like I'm already like you know thank god I'm not in debt. Like I don't have college debt. So I don't want to, like, be in yeah, tremendous amounts yeah, of I debt don't really agree for people, online classes. Like,
1: charging full price tuition. Like, places, like, just charging that entire amount for, like, completely online classes. That that doesn't sit right with me at all.
0: But uh, let's go back to your uh, family. So how, how many of your relatives were able to, like, immigrate to the uh, United States? My mom,
1: my dad, and my three older sisters.
0: Oh, okay. That's that. That's really good. The, the but I think he, did you mention um, like so your they're, they're still and ants too? Or yeah, did...
1: yeah. We're we're the only ones over here. Oh,
0: okay. Have you seen them at all? I have like, not. And see, this is them?
1: where I have my identity crisis because you know I'm not really american oh, yeah. and I'm not really American and and I know you know of course mm-hmm. there's people that are gonna be like. You know, of course we accept you, of course this, of course that, on both sides. But I just don't feel it, you know?
0: What do you think that means? Because, like, I think I've said it before. But, like, what does that mean to you, you like, that you don't feel it?
1: It just feels like I'm constantly left out of American culture. So I, and, you know, Mm -hmm. even, I know a lot of it is unintentional, and I get that. But on the other hand, a lot of it is intentional. And I do see a lot of hostility. Like I, I know that a lot of Americans would just love to see Iran leveled to the ground, and they really do believe that that's freedom, and that sucks. <laughs> Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I can't feel a part of something that actively rejects me. And I know there's also there's way more people that that do accept me. You know, I know there's there's people out there who are gonna be like. We accept you, and like you know you grew up here, and this and that, but it's like even growing up here was hard because, like i said i I didn't get along with a lot of the Iranian kids, and part of that was because you know a lot of them came from way healthier families, and they're the ones that did go to Calabasas High and Beverly Hills High, and all of that, and you know i I went to the normal kids' <laughs> schools, <laughs> and so a lot of the times you know again, it was like, yeah, well, maybe. Not, like, three like it is here. I was, like, maybe one of, like, ten kids in my grade who were Middle Eastern. But even then, like, a lot of them were... Um, there's a huge Persian-Jewish uh, population in Southern California. And oddly enough, that that rift is still there. Um, because a lot of them identify with mm-hmm. more, like, Persian-Israeli now. And I, the, I don't speak Hebrew. You know, growing up, they had, like, Shabbat dinners and whatnot. And... I just wasn't a part of that, you know, like, I just never really had, like, either side accept me fully, you know what I mean? (laughs) It was always like they were friendly to me, like, no one was at hostile, but it's like, nobody was also, like, fully accepting, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I feel you exactly, like, you know, I felt that when I was in Saudi, like, coming from the United States, like, uh, being, like, despite being, like, five or six or whatever, like, still being... Um, yeah, aware that I never really belonged, uh, or felt like I was uh, belonged in there. Like, I was the American kid, I had the broken accent, I was not really as dark skinned, like, I I, like as dark skinned as like most of the other Saudis there. Um, I liked a lot of American things. Like, I was probably the only one in my entire school before it blew up. (laughs) Like, it was like Star Wars, you know, like everyone, I was the only person who liked Star Wars there. Like, there was no one else. Like, I have one friend when, uh, forever, um, until my parents divorced, like, um, who was kind of like the same. Like, he was Palestinian American, <laughs> but he, he's like milk white. Like, you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't even tell right. like this guy was part, uh, Palestinian. Um, but like, at least like I could relate to him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we had a lot of the same, like, uh interests I mean granted we play like baseball because like uh I took like him living on the con- on mm-hmm. in like the American compounds over there or the the western compounds or whatever you want to call them like as being like oh yeah they're super rich and important like they, they get to have baseball and they get to see other Americans and like I felt right. like my American yeah. people were like were my people <laughs> to an extent until I like came here and I'm like dang Man, y'all don't know, <laughs> Dude, like,
1: know. all
0: the, like, the crazy shit that went, <laughs> 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 like, there's no way to, like, explain it. And then, like, there's no way to, like, there's nobody, like, enjoy like, Arabic food. Yeah. Like, I didn't, like, I miss Arabic food. Yeah, to an extent, like, yeah, it's very lonely. But, like, at the same time, I, I, I felt like I had to, like, get over of that course. because it was pulling me back a lot. So me and my waywardness. I was basically like, you know what? I am not going to worry about whether I'm going to like be my own person. Like I'm going to be who I want to be and I don't care if I don't really fit in with all the yeah. other Arabs or all the other Americans. Like I'm Sid, you know, like I like Sid wasn't a name that yeah. someone else chose. I chose it for me, you know? Like I like people will have to like people call me my Saeed like at yeah. work. And like, that's my legal name, (laughs) but like Sid is my art name, you know, like it's my, uh, Dave's name and I'm building this career and identity for myself. And like, it, like, I, I kind of like stopped worrying about what other people thought (laughs) or how, or, you know, like, that's a lie. I feel like (laughs) I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling, but like, it is, uh, something that took a long time to get to where I am. And I think it was because Dog Sees God was such a success. And I did get like my certificate of merit for directing in that show, because you know, when I talked to the adjudicators about the show, like I was so passionate about the mental health message of that show. And I don't want to like talk about (laughs) the show too much because we talk about it like a hundred million times, but (laughs) I'll, I'll tell you about it like later. But um, from going from that to doing my play at like, are at one of the local bars here and <clears throat> getting the owner of the bar really hyped that she let me use the space for free and having an actual theater troupe and designers and actors we just came together and we put this play in a bar for one night it was like crazy i can't believe that they allowed us to do it like to this day and then i got to be a part of 300 other artists in like this huge Pacific Northwest like arts festival called terrain. And we had ginger Ewing. (laughs) Yeah. I got to be a part of that too, because I was like, you know, I, I mean, I pull, like, I'll be honest, like, it was a really, like, it was a story that I wrote, and I was just like, you know, I, I kind of just want to put it out there, see how people like it, but, like, at the same time, I really played that. Sometimes the, you gotta you know, play that card, I'm the only Arab card, in this Listen. town, and it would be really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got in. I got in. You know, it was a good night. Yeah. It was still quality stuff, you know, like, I wasn't giving them shit. Um, but then, like, I also got the grant, and, like, uh, like, I got a grant for a playwright form that I was supposed to do this year, but you know, I had to return it, obviously, because of the pandemic. But, you know, all this stuff helped build the confidence. Like, I created this for myself. No one else helped me do this. I mean, like, sure, there was some people, like, you know, I had to get the reference letter here and there and get other people on board. Sports. But, like, they were all on board for the vision that I was trying to create. And so I I didn't feel like I had to be somebody else. Like, um, in fact, like, I feel insulted when oh people, goodness, like, try yeah. to treat me less than You know, like, like I did all this stuff and like, I'm not trying to be elitist here, but like, I'm not an idiot. I'm not like a a novice, you know, like I worked really hard to get to where I am and I I, I expect other people to respect me that way. And so the identity thing, it's like, I don't worry about it too much anymore because like if people are going to be like, oh, he's not Saudi enough or not Arabic enough, I don't really call myself Saudi. I, I say Arab and uh, yeah, I'm just like whatever, dude. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah, like Sid, you know, like, honestly, I'll like I'll do whatever the hell I in want.
1: In a way of like, I pushed away my Iranian family in Iran like a lot, and you know, I it's just I mm-hmm. obviously didn't get to develop my Farsi very well as much as I did my English because you know I moved here when I was seven, so my Farsi <laughs> has suffered <laughs> greatly. And, you know, I was just too embarrassed to talk to my family in Iran, cause I was like, they're going to think I'm stupid, like this and that. And so I pushed them away. And I'm really at a point in my life where I've stopped worrying about that. And like you said, like, you just hit a point where you're like, why do I fucking care? Like, <laughs> who literally gives a fuck because it is not. Me. <laughs> and I've recently I, I'm, just, I'm sure you've seen on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've recently started to get back into my roots, you know, like. And I've tried to I've tried to recently mm-hmm. um, incorporate my culture into my life a little bit more and my art because it is there. Like, I know it's been silenced and muffled a little bit, but, you know, historically, you can you can see accounts of like old mm-hmm. art and old poetry and all of that, because, <coughs> you know, the Middle East was like a huge hub for for the arts in general. And so we have a lot of beautiful art though, even, you know, in the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. It's a very Artistic part of the world, Um, and it's it's been a pleasure. Exactly, I'm not doing it for anybody, so I'm finally enjoying it. It's like I'm really enjoying reading about like ancient Iranian like theater and like just ancient like Persian art and and poetry and all of that. And it's been really inspiring, you know. Like it's it's not that I've tried to drown that part of my identity out. It's that I didn't feel good enough to be immersed in it you know like like i said like i was never like iranian Mm -hmm. so to speak um but just allowing yourself to to accept all the parts of you is a really good feeling because you know i'm not fully american you know i'm not white and if i was pretending to be my art would be pretty blah you know (laughs) i'm my art is going to be interesting because it's going to be a reflection of who i am and yeah. I get to create that, you know. It's it's nobody else. It's not the freaking yeah. Iranian government that gave me my art and my talent and my perspective. It's me, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think it goes back mm-hmm. to the rule number one of of being an artist is being yourself. You know, the hardest rule yeah. of all. Time, the hardest rule.
0: Like, that. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I think one day uh, we were doing like monologues. Um, he was like, Sid, "Just yeah, be yourself." Like, and I was like, "Well, what if I hit, like God, hate I myself?" <laughs> like not not <clears throat> not to. Not to like sound super edgy towards him, but like I just didn't really have like a positive perspective of myself, and you know this pandemic kind of re- put me in that regressive state too, yeah, where oh I'm like, God, oh God. shit, I can I even do this anymore? <laughs> like, can I do theater? And uh, he was just like, well, you're you're gonna have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess you're not gonna help me, so I, I better go, <laughs> I better go find yeah. out how to. And it
1: definitely comes with age, uh, I at least care like.
0: about like, myself I'm a little bit more. Now, but
1: um, I don't know what happened inside me, but I was like why have i spent any part of my life wasting my fucking precious time worrying about what other people or how they perceived me it's
0: uh it's just the culture you know like i feel like it's going to be people like you and me like when we get older and making sure that like these if we if you become a teacher i don't know if you'll ever become a professor but like i want to like uh make sure my students know (laughs) that like none of this matters like uh like I, I want to be a professor in college, but like, you know, I wouldn't mind taking like, you know, Georgia, like um, my high school apprentice. I keep telling her yeah. like high school theater means nothing. Like it's great for like, <laughs> it's great for fun, you know, like, and maybe get your, your foot in the door in theater, but I feel like college is rare. Of and course, you know, it's a privileged yeah. thing to say, because a lot, not a lot of people can afford college or to go to college, but like, you know, I feel like for me anyway, college is the place where you are forced to kind of, Confront with who you are because you're no longer uh Yeah, there's
1: no security. Uh, like, you're, you're, you're no anymore.
0: longer like shown you're like mercy. Honest, <laughs> like, you're... like
1: you're holding something back and you're like, what? And they're like, I don't know, that's your problem.
0: <laughs> that's basically what I what I tell like my apprentice and like any other anyone else who's like uh wants to hear it. I mean, I had a friend who basically was kind of in that same boat, and I just told him straight out, like, hey why do you want to do this? Like, it, you're obviously like very upset that you haven't gotten any roles, but like, why do you want to keep putting yourself through this? And like, he gave me an answer, which was basically like, Oh yeah. You know, um, for credit for like experience. And I'm like, man, that's like everybody though. Like you, this, like this industry is like brutal. Like, unless like you don't have like a real reason of like why you want to do the thing that you want to do, it's like it's you're just gonna like be miserable the entire time.
2: Like if if Broadway's your goal, like you gotta adjust your goals I feel like
1: attitude slash personality change (laughs) that you have to go through. Not even change, like evolution, really. Like yeah, you just you just become a better version of you, you know.
0: Yeah, and I just want to say also like your the, the pictures that you have been posting on Instagram, beautiful. Like holy fucking! Oh my shit. god! Like you are uh, a goddess! Like oh my god! Uh, amazing! Like <laughs> like we'll post in the in the description. Like um, it, this uh, this episode will be out won't be out for a long time. But like I'm sure like the figures yeah. you're gonna stay there and you'll probably be doing it for a long a while. So you. you know people should check out and see what you're doing because Thanks. like it is. I mean- like that's all we have at this point yeah just finding out what the hell we're gonna do with our lives (laughs) for another year in this pandemic (laughs) tell me more about your family um like what do they what do they do like like what 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 does someone who immigrate immigrates from like a political like a political immigration like that like what what's the next step
1: we came here and i mean again like i was like seven and and they tried to tell me as little as possible to make it like less traumatic (laughs) so fortunately my dad had some family friends um, (laughs) who lived all the way across the country in Connecticut um it was one of my dad's like childhood friends and he he had lived here for a while so again we just were very privileged to have that connection and, and he really he came out here and he helped us um settle in he helped us find a home and all of that and Um, So my sisters are, like, way older than me. Um, Like, the youngest one is nine years older than me, and then it's 11 years, and then the oldest one is 13 years older than me. Mm -hmm. And so they continue their education, of course. Um, They – actually, my oldest sister, I think, just went straight into working somewhere because she wanted to support our family. My dad went straight into working. My mom was a homemaker. And – Uh my two other sisters, my one, my middle sister, (laughs) um, I went to DeRai. She has her degree in electrical engineering. Um, and then my youngest older sister went to high school. So she finished high school. Um, so yeah, I Uh mean like for me as a kid, like, yeah, I didn't know what was going on, but like they because they didn't really tell me a whole lot and they tried to keep me from all the like awful parts. Uh, like for me, it was like an adventure, you know. I was just like, Oh, cool, we get to travel. And I, I was a really shitty child, like, I was a demonic little gremlin. I would like run away, I would run around, I would just <laughs> climb walls and stuff like that. So, yeah, and and you know, one of the things that that helped the transition, oddly enough, was music. And um, at first it was like old Persian music, you know, that I still love to this day. It's very poetic and very abstract. And, um, you know, later on when we did get settled in, I got my first glimpse of, you know, singing and acting through um, places like the Disney Channel and stuff like that. And um, that's where I saw my current idol, whom I love and I will love forever, Hilary Duff. I love her so much. She oh my god.
0: Can you explain that one more time? Like I, I, I think like I missed the part a little bit like well, where you because, talked about like, the Disney channel and singing you know, there and the then Hillary Duff like that helped me just what, what was that That exactly?
1: settle in, I guess, was was you know, media because I I couldn't really speak English, right? So I couldn't really like make a whole lot of oh, friends okay. <laughs> who could like come over or whatever like that. So, you know, when we moved in, I as soon as I got, you know, <clears throat> It, they signed me into school like immediately because, um, it was like later in the year. So I only had like three months for first grade and, um, not to brag, but, um, I had had a little bit of like English education before I got here. Cause, um, I'm not sure how your school was, but my school back, back overseas, um, they like taught us a little bit of English. It wasn't like a whole lot. Um, it was just like, beginning to kind of and Mm -hmm. so I had like a little bit of English education and they were like you know what just let her you know spend the rest of the three months of first grade and we'll just like make her take first grade again this coming year like it'll be like an introductory kind of thing so it's not as much of like a culture shock you know what I mean and so I did it and um, Mm -hmm. by the end of it I had made who is now my childhood best friend um, this girl named Dima and she actually helped me pass first grade like in three months because she forced me to read inside while everyone was playing outside, <laughs> um, which is like the greatest friend ever. Get yourself a friend like that. <laughs> and so, you know, as much as I hated her because I wanted to go outside and play all the time, <laughs> you know, she's literally the only reason why I didn't have to repeat first grade. Um, so <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dima. <laughs> um wow. yeah so you know until I actually met other kids and I, <laughs> and I got the opportunity to make friends and whatnot all I had was art that's all I had all I had was books to read and tv to watch and music to listen to and one of the one of the things that I really liked as a kid was a Disney channel and specifically Lizzie McGuire and you know I just loved I loved seeing somebody mm-hmm. who could act and sing and do all of those things because like I've never been someone to settle down on one thing, really. Like like I said, I, I dabble in a lot of different things. Um, so it, she was just really inspirational. And I just loved I loved watching her and I loved watching all those shows because it, it, it was very um, cathartic, I guess, to... I don't think... Well, not cathartic. I guess it was more of an escapist thing. <laughs> like, I could pretend... I could like watch their family and mm-hmm. their antics and whatnot and just forget about like my own problems or whatever of like moving and all that oh my uh, god do you remember,
0: remember? Uh, when metamorphosis came oh, out
1: my sister worked at office depot and literally every time <laughs> I colored up his album that was a cool tr- She like would buy it for me on day one
0: yeah I kind of dropped off like after metamorphosis maybe it was because I got older but like and I had a huge crush on her when I was like six but um like that was
2: a- Man, anger, metamorphosis
0: man. was like uh, <laughs> that was a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, I no joke. Um, and people who were at the uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" Chris uh, like after show party, um, they had karaoke there, and I was like put in "So Yesterday." Yes! And let me tell you, I blurted out the entire lyrics <laughs> to "So Yesterday." It was like I was a little bit drunk, and there were children around too, so they just saw me like you know at my at my like. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like my, at my messy, most ratchet, you it. know, just like on the microphone, sing, yeah, messy, 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 yeah. But uh, no, I love Hillary Duff too. And um, no, I feel that, you know, art, uh, ha- like even when I was in Saudi Arabia, like you mentioned uh, the English and everything like that. It was like, yeah, I already knew yeah. English, and they were teaching like first grade English all the way to like high school. And basically i was like like <laughs> i had this like false sense that i was like an english prodigy <laughs> i feel like yeah as a kid right? even though it was just like A B C D E F G, all the, or like literally like sentence structure or, or just like not even knowing like what the actual like you know verbs or nouns or whatever it's like correct this sentence and it's like okay yeah, yeah, yeah i can literally. read this sentence i can correct it really easy without telling you <laughs> like if it was a- but um Oh, yeah, I was like the go to English guy, like to the extent Ah! where, uh, like, I helped people cheat. Like, at first, like, at first, like, when I first said, like, uh, I was like, a good boy, and I wasn't helping anyone cheat. And I would be telling on people. But then, like, once you get to high school, and the desperation to come to the United States for college, like kicks in, it's like, I will do whatever I can to, like, get the hell out of this school. (laughs) And so I lied and cheated I didn't steal, but, like, I <laughs> definitely played the divorce card a lot when I was a kid. And I definitely played – and I definitely did, like, hey, you give me the yeah. math, like, um. answers, and I'll, like, give you something. like, I'll help with English. So, yeah. Um, there was this one day. I remember it distinctively because uh, we, we have a supervisor. and The supervisor was, like, the PE coach um, <laughs> who was watching our room, and he did not give a shit. Like, people were, like, literally – going to each other's tables at, like, and this was during English and like they would go up and, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, ask each other like questions and I would be there and like, I, I corrected them all. And like, and he did oh, not yeah, care. No, at all. We were like, teachers. we were, we weren't even like trying we to hide it. Like we just and like straight and up. Like, even... Let me tell you, it wasn't even spitballs. Like I'm, I'm no, no joke. It, it became like, everyone was just talking out loud and like, giving each oh other <laughs> or helping each other out with the answers and like they literally did not give a shit yeah and um but yeah during those times like and there were like isolating times for sure because of like what i was going through at the time like between my parents divorcing and figuring oh, out my course, identity yeah. even as a kid like and figuring it out all by myself too it's like i i I spent a lot of time on the computer, I spent a lot of time playing video games and staying at home, which it was kind of like I say like I regressed back into how I was in high school and nowadays in this pandemic. <clears throat> it's because in high school this is what essentially I always did and I gained a lot of weight and I was depressed and I never left the house. <laughs> and well the difference is now I have like a lot of money. <laughs> like for work. So I didn't have any money either. So it was like yeah, I I get that like the escapism and like for right. me it was you know video games it was my online friends my American online friends yeah. and Canadian too uh there was one
1: Canadian they, in there yeah, Deanna especially as a kid um, like it's not like we really have the tools uh, to communicate it to anybody and especially when your family's like also going through something you're like well shit like exactly. I don't want to you know burden them with my like I feel lonely you know what I mean
0: exactly exactly i feel that um yeah so i want to wrap yeah, this up here real you. quick um i think we talked a lot about a lot of good stuff um especially with family um let us get into the one question i always ask people on here um pretend i only like live your with my dad now. is with you right now uh do you live with your family uh pretend like your entire extent like uh immediate family is like in the room oh. with you um what is one Thank thing you you'd like to tell them
1: for all of the sacrifices you've all made at some point for me to be able to live my life the way that I do, and and for me to to have become the person that I am. You know, I I definitely wouldn't have been the person I am today without my family, and you know, especially my parents. And um, I know it's been rough, <laughs> but man yeah i'm just so grateful that that you guys let me be who i am and let me figure (laughs) it out for as long as i need needed to (laughs) and i'm sorry for how much of a shit i was um but yeah Mm -hmm. thank you
2: it
0: was hard times before but like now (laughs) uh we're in much better i well not really but like (laughs) the (laughs) pandemic but like you know um Compared to where you are now, and like the hardships and everything, like, uh, do you think that it was for the best? Oh, like, man. do you, can you imagine yourself I in think Iran I would still? Be the
1: person I am today, if I was still in Iran, to be honest with you, um, you know, I always think about that. I always think, like, what if I did stay in that kind of society? Because, you know, the way they treat the arts, the way they treat women, and all of that. Um, yeah, I feel like I'd be kind of a bitch, and I'd like <laughs> I'd probably be studying some kind of like I don't know mm-hmm. engineering or lawyer or something. You know, I I don't think I would be the person I am today.
0: I kind of wonder that about me, and like, but the opposite, you know. Like, what if I was raised in America, like most of my life? Well, like, would I have an interest of like coming back? And that's why, like, you know, despite how much I like dislike living in Saudi Arabia and dislike the monarchs, even though. I know good people in the monarchy oh, course, actually yeah. like um but I just like I, I can't agree with that family uh, anymore that's that's why like I don't call myself saudi it's because like it's uh yeah no not I don't blame you like I don't want to be a part of the al saud you know like I'm <laughs> not like their property yeah so I call myself arab but um a part of me wonders like what would my perspective of like the middle east be if I was raised here in the United States and not get to experience Saudi Arabia. Um, There's also the fact that I have lived in Saudi Arabia for so long and trying to unlearn everything that I was essentially like brainwashed into, you know, like in like uh, at least, at least in the school system that I was, that I was in, you know, like I, there was a lot that I didn't agree (laughs) with. There's a lot of like bullshit stuff too. Like we had Quran class and like I like I, I, I don't know, like I didn't like to pronounce certain words in the Quran like the right way. And like literally like the the teacher there like basically insulted me, like like calling me an idiot or whatever. And I'm like in my head, I'm like, this is gonna be so irrelevant. Yeah, to me. And lo and behold, someone who's not a practicing Muslim anymore who has not read the not read the Quran in a long time. Uh yeah. <laughs> this is not i was right this this is so unrelevant right now but um you know um and even like with the fact that like you know I, I do talk about all this stuff like i i don't like i don't want to i'm not interested in like converting other people right. into like not being a part of saudi arabia or whatever like if if that's if that's, that's where you want to be point, if, if right? you want to be in like the sun like leave
1: people that's alone. fine
0: <laughs> like i have my like everything that
1: Literally, right? Like, let me just complain, please. Exactly. Like, leave me alone. Let
0: me criticize. (laughs) But yeah. But um, I'm I'm glad that we got to talk about that because, yeah, for a while it it definitely feels lonely. And I do have a friend who, um, is kind of like in the same situation too. Um, I don't want to mention her name (laughs) or anything like that. But like, uh, no, she she kind of like helped me out in like in thinking in such a different way too. Um, but yeah. Um,
1: because of the nature of you know how gender stereotypes are enforced a lot of women will see other women as competition and um and like oh my god it's like the number one uh really? it's like the capital for nose jobs so it's yeah it's i'm, I'm so grateful that I, <laughs> I am not stuck to either identity in a way because you know, like you and I have very unique perspectives now, you know, like we're not mm-hmm. we're not blinded by anything, really.
0: It's interesting, like we do have different perspectives, and uh, our cultures are totally different, like yours being Persian, yeah. mine being uh Middle Eastern, like not Middle Eastern, but like Arabic, Saudi. Um, but like yeah, isn't that pretty cool? kind of went through the same stuff, or at least like the same kinds of paths it's weird, yeah, it's weird because like again. You know, I, I love all my American friends that I've met when oh I was in God, America. Yeah. But like they like it is so hard to explain any of this to anybody. Like they're like they're like they sit there and like I you know I love them. Again, when I tell them these stories and stuff like that, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. And you know, they feel bad, but it's I like know. you don't know. I know. <laughs> like, I, like I wanna like it's not, shake them, it's you not. know, like you don't know. And it's
1: hard to but, like articulate. and it's not it's their fault like, or anything. I know, but it's just it's like it's not your fault, yeah. but it's gonna sound mm-hmm. like I'm blaming but, like, you, but I'm not. <laughs>
0: I'm very grateful for where I am today, even though I, know, uh, I haven't really been in a good place in a while with the pandemic and everything. Like, I'm try- – it, yeah, it's – we got to do what we got to do. We're almost there. Like, that's what I also tell people. Like, we're almost there. Oh, yay. Congrats. Like, the vaccines are out. I got my my shot. I feel yeah. good, <laughs> yes. you know. Well, thank, thank you, yeah, being a healthcare, healthcare worker really helps. <laughs> um, it has its oh, privilege.
1: That's, everyone matters.
0: I, I mean, I'm just a receptionist. I check people in. Like, I don't, <laughs> that's what they say at my job, too. But, like, I, I always feel bad because, like, there are the doctors there. And oh, everybody stop, else. Like, you're really helping them save lives. Save lives. So I'm just like, it. I just you're get to press it a button for them to sit around. <laughs> okay, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll be much better about it too. But you know, yeah, I, I was grateful to get into this job as soon as I did. Like it was last year I got in, and and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. like this is just like any other job. And it's like now this is the only job that you can work. You can't quit. <laughs> like, I, and I don't want to quit. But like, um, I've been privileged to like have a lot of good things happen in this job, and one of them is getting the vaccine early. And I'm like, I can't. I I couldn't imagine. Like just waiting around for that vaccine. I, I we'll like we'll I don't try. know. Thank like we'll. I hope you guys. I hope everybody gets it soon. And I hope for, hopefully that just means that we're on the track for things getting back. Like I, yes. I know theater's yeah. not going to get back for another year, but <laughs> I'm just excited to travel.
1: My God. You yes. Know?
0: I need to get the fuck out of Spokane. You know, <laughs> like I need to get the. No, oh, I feel it. I need to travel. Like I need to. I need to get out of the house. <laughs> like I just want to be able to do that. But uh, Fatima, <laughs> okay. uh, this is Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. Um, Fatima, you do you have anything you'd like an to uh, uh, send us off with?
1: Two things. I hope y'all learned something new today. And um, I'm going to repeat the most vital lesson. Be yourself, man. Live for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, be light. She uh, Hell yeah. uh, preaches that all the time. Infinite gratitude. Her episode's out right now. You should listen to it. Thank um, you for having me. Thank you, thank you for being the first Middle Eastern guest on the show, uh, and hopefully we get more people. Yeah, I'm gonna oh my get used to find. Yeah, you totally um, that. That'd I be so cool. Still need to figure out when to like message him. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you, Fatima, and guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Without further ado, it's been real.